Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. Um, I'm telling you, my whole mojo is off because we're not recording this on a Friday morning. I know, it's a Monday morning, and we're a little bit ahead. It is very strange. Yeah. Yes, because you're doing a thing. You're traveling, yes. right? Is it is it work-related, or are you yes. vacationing? No, I'm going to the Chad Conference. <gasps> That's coming right up this weekend. It is. It's this week. So, let's see. By the time people listen to this, I will have already gone to the Chad Conference. <laughs> oh, and you would have already come back. Yes. How was it? It was wonderful. I loved it. <laughs> Met lots of great people. Hopefully, we've got some great new guests on deck. Yes, it's great. That, oh, yes, those are wonderful. all my hopes. So I'm hoping to connect with people and, <laughs> and uh, get some get some people to to agree to come on our show. Absolutely, Share this their is knowledge. the podcast time warp that does exist, uh, and uh, I'm I'm glad everybody else can be a part of that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and boy, our new Patreon subscribers especially part of it because they get all the shows that we record early before they actually air. They get them as soon as I'm done editing them. That's so if right. I edit this today, they're they actually will hear this before. And I maybe go. they'll even go. Yes, before yeah. you go. And so look for Nikki if you are one of our Patreon subscribers and you're going to the chat. When is it? Where is it? It's, it's in, in Atlanta, uh, Long- Georgia. Oh, it's in Atlanta, right? And it's uh, whatever November, November. Whatever Thursday is. November this weekend. The 8th or 7th or 9th <laughs> or something. The, it's yes. the 9th. Uh, 9th uh, through the 12th or something like that. Right. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 That's it. So uh, Thursday through Sunday. So Patreon, if you want to learn a lot about ADHD and you're in Atlanta, head over there and uh, look for Nikki. That's right. I'll That's be right. there. And then I'll, I'll come back with all this new knowledge and share it. I'm sure I'm going to come up with some different topics for the show. No doubt. Oh, outstanding. Yes. Outstanding. I. This is always a, it, it is a rejuvenating uh, time of year. Yes, so it is. perfect, perfect. And great for, for building the calendar for next year. Hey, you know, we should say, anybody has any questions or thoughts that they want answered on this show, we would love to have your ideas and we'll consider putting them on the calendar and building shows around them. So let That's us know. Right. Uh, jump on over on Facebook or Twitter. You can reach us at Take Control ADHD on both of those. You could also call us at 503-664-4ADD and get your questions uh, in the queue that way too. We would love to hear from you. And uh, don't forget, five-star reviews in iTunes and recommendations in your favorite podcast app always help others to discover the show when they need help. And and you know, I have been 
I've been looking at now that Apple has changed it to Apple Podcasts and and it's not really iTunes unless you're on a Mac anymore. But if you're on your iPhone, it's it's Apple Podcasts. And I just want to say, if you go into uh, the Apple Podcast app and you find us in the podcast directory, like in the store, that's what you have to do. You can't just go to your your library. Um, it it's becomes very confusing. So if you're in your library uh, and you go to the show, I'm trying to do this in real time. You, you're in the podcast app and you go to the show, scroll all the way, all the way to the bottom. You will see the ratings and reviews section. And there's usually the top most helpful review is displayed right there. And there's a little button in text that says, write a review with a little square and a pencil. That's where you go to write a review. So if, if you've had trouble finding it, that's where you go. You can update your star rating, add a title, and uh, uh, some nice text if you want. You don't have to, um, but that's that's where you go. And you can write a review once a year uh, on these things. It resets every year. So if you haven't written a review in a long time, you can go back and do it that way. There you go. So what if you don't have what if you don't have a Mac or you're not on Apple? Does iTunes still not exist? I don't. I, this is new to me. Well, this is what is so interesting. So iTunes on a Mac is still the app, but I think they're getting, I, I honestly, I think they're going to start pulling it apart for, you know, scrap. It's going to be used differently. You no longer download uh, iOS apps and iTunes on a Mac anymore. You used to do that and then sync them to your device. But now you just, you're on your device, you open up the, the app store and you download the apps. Um, so if you're not on um, on an iOS device, uh, you don't have Apple Podcasts and that's Okay. The, the issue with Apple Podcasts is the Apple Podcast directory is the largest podcast directory in the world, and it is the data source for podcasts, uh, for other podcast apps on Android, on uh, other platforms. They all read the directory uh, within Apple's podcast ecosystem to serve up podcasts. That's why we can post our podcast and, and it shows up in iTunes, uh, but and, and the directory, you know, as soon as we a new podcast app comes out, it automatically kind of finds our podcast. We don't have to do a lot of work uh, because it's all reading from iTunes in most cases. Hmm. So that's why, it, you know, I'm, I say this is all predominantly, you know, iOS users. And I hate that because I, I have, I have, I, I know many, many good people who use the Android, uh, <laughs> but, um, but uh, your podcast app on Android is likely pulling from the Apple podcast directory because it is a, you know, by and large, a universal data source. So, um, that's enough. Enough digital talk for today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but thank you for those of you who have written in um, uh, your kind words. We certainly appreciate that. Okay. Today on the show, we were talking about accountability and success. What, in fact, does accountability have to do with your success, particularly when you're living with ADHD? Where did this topic come from? You know, it's so funny when you say that, like, what's accountability have to do with success? I, I keep thinking about the Tina Turner song. What's oh, love? Oh, yes, you do. Got to do with it. Oh, <laughs> right? Sing it, Tina. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. But <laughs> I, but I do think of that song when I, when I think of that question. It's like, well, what does accountability have to do with success? Well, what does love have to do with it, people? I don't know. But, <laughs> it, you know, where did it come from? I, I talk about accountability all the time, right? I mm-hmm, mean, this mm-hmm. is not something, this is not a new issue that you and I have talked about. Uh, but it is something that comes up all the time when I talk, when I do talk about like, uh, organizing space, organizing paper, time management, um, 
getting into new routines, you know, getting into new habits. It's like that accountability piece is so important. And uh, recently I did a webinar about how to be successful, how to thrive with your ADHD and, and accountability, having a support system. I mean, all of that stuff is really, really important. So what I wanted to talk about today is sort of the different levels of accountability um, and how they can kind of work for certain uh, situations. So if you're trying a new habit, you know, that's something where you probably at, at first is going to want to have a really high level of accountability. So we're going to walk through that today. Okay. All right. You know what? It, you know, it's funny that you, you bring that up. And I don't know if this even fits. I've been dealing with this with, um, uh, you know, my daughter is aging. I have an aging child. Can you believe that? And it makes sense. Well, one <laughs> we of the are all that, aging. Yes. One of the things that <laughs> insufferably, one of the things that we're all uh, dealing with uh, around here is figuring out how to be accountable to the relationships that we have in our in our lives. And and in her case, uh, every morning, like clockwork, um, her she has these two friends who come by the house and knock on the door to walk to school together. And every morning, like clockwork, she is exactly uh, not accountable to the commitment that she makes to be ready at, on time. And it drives me batty. And I am totally projecting uh, when I see her wandering around without her shoes on and she hasn't taken her vitamins and her backpack's not packed. I mean, she's moving at her pace, not the pace of the commitment that she made. And that is that, to me, has been an accountability issue. I don't know if that fits into one of the levels of accountability you're going to talk about. Uh, but when I think about it and when I think about about, uh, you know, my own relationship with, you know, the commitments that I make, uh, I, I feel like they're, that's something I struggle with because of ADHD. It's interesting because that's kind of taking a different turn from the accountability that I'm talking about. You know, are you being accountable for your actions? You know, that's something that we probably talk to our teenage kids a lot about, right? Are you right, taking, right, right. are you accountable for that? Are you taking responsibility for that? Um, and what you're talking about is she has a commitment and she's, she, that she's being relied on, right? I mean, they're relying mm -hmm. on her to be ready at a certain time. The accountability that I'm touching base on is more of that support system to actually, um, help you get to where you want to be. So what's happening here is that they're really not holding her accountable because it, it, they're not really accountability partners. They're just showing up to go to school with her and she's running behind. So, well, and that's my question actually. And I think that's where it, it sort of fits is how am, where do I fit as an accountability partner to help her create new behavior? Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about the levels of accountability and see see where that fits. Before I talk about the levels, I just want to be clear again of what this accountability partner means. Like, who are they? So that people understand that. Um, if mm -hmm. you haven't followed our show and and had heard me talk about it, um, the the point of having an accountability partner is to help you not feel alone in your journey. You know, and whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, it can be very lonely if you're trying uh, to lose weight, if you're trying to exercise more, if you're trying to eat healthier, if you're trying to get out on the door, or, you know, or get out of the door on time. Those things, if you do them by yourself, can be a very lonely process. So the accountability person is really supposed to be a support system and and um, there to help you get those goals. And they do that by uh, really keeping track of kind of where you are, um, what's been going on, um, and keeping you accountable in a way that's not judgmental. So that's mm -hmm. a really key piece to ADHD is that we don't want 
um, a trainer or somebody who is really hard on you, um, that's not going to work because you're not going to want that judgment. Um, you're going to really be resistant to that. So you got to have somebody that's supportive that you, that you feel like you can trust and be really open with. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, and I'll talk about this in just a second too, it's important that we don't settle for excuses either. We need somebody who's going to push us a little bit more than we would push ourselves. So, um, we want to be uncomfortable. We want to know, is this really a valid excuse or are you just really trying to avoid what it is that you're trying to do because you're trying to make this other thing more important than it really is. So you don't have the opportunity to play tricks with yourself and try to justify it because somebody else is there with you. Um, that you have to explain it to. So that, that could be, you know, where your daughter looks at you as, okay, it's not about me not going through the checklist. Like I went through the checklist. I just have to start earlier or whatever it might be. Right. Right. Yeah. The other piece that the accountability um, partner helps us with is to talk these things out when we do have challenges and roadblocks. So instead of staying stuck and avoiding it and giving up. Now we have somebody that we can actually say, Hey, this is where I'm struggling. And you're going to be more, um, likely to keep going and to, to keep trying than to give up if you're just by yourself. Absolutely. And you see success, I think quicker. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Because you're, you're, you're doing stuff. You're, you're taking action. Yeah. Success magnifies success, and just having somebody else as an, uh, some sort of partner as an echo chamber for you, yeah, uh, can can actually serve a very positive um, function. Okay, so levels of accountability. There's basically three levels I'm going to talk about. There's this high level, mid level, and kind of the lowest level of accountability. Um, the highest level of accountability that I see is hiring someone like me, hiring an ADHD coach. Um, And the reason for that are a lot of different reasons. One is you're investing money in the situation. So when you have money on the table, you want to get the service or the value out of it that you're paying for, right? Mm -hmm. So I know for myself, I just bought, um, earlier in the year, I bought an online course program that was quite a bit of money. It was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I knew that after I bought it, that I needed to do this Like I couldn't just watch the videos and not do it. Like I Mm -hmm. really needed to get out of this program what I, what I expected. And it's the same thing with coaching. It's like, if you're going to invest it, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in the process. You really want to be, um, in a place where you can take action. And so that's, that's going to be the highest level. You're going to have regular contact with a coach. Um, so not only are you going to be meeting with them on a weekly basis, you're going to be meeting with them in between sessions too. So you could have that accountability person be checking in every day, um, if you need them to, because that's what you're paying for them to do. Right. So that's part of their job. Um, coaches are not going to be as emotionally involved in your situation. And so, um, they're going to look at it at a very different perspective. Not as emotionally involved as you are. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Because um, I can see it from a different perspective. Right. Right. You know, I'm not in it. I'm there to support you, but I'm not in it. And so and and when I talk about mid-level, you'll, you'll understand more of what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This is one of the most interesting things. Like I, I talk to people who are, are struggling with ADHD, significant struggles with ADHD, and you know, and and you know what comes when you're stuck in the in the loop of ADHD. These intrusive thoughts and things that like you get into these spirals of of just sort of desperation and and um, you know you know that there are systems you know in your heart of hearts there are systems that could help you get out of it but you don't know uh you you don't know how to get them there um and the excuse and i'm categorizing this as an excuse of why they're not hiring a a coach why they're not investing in a relationship with a coach uh is that you know they they don't have their uh, they don't have their life in order enough to be able to welcome a coach into their life which is the quintessential catch-22 of sort of uh, uh, avoiding support, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there is no way you're going to be able to get yourself out of, uh, to build the right kinds of living systems that's going to get you out of this spiral until you hire a coach, but you don't think you can hire a coach until you get yourself at least a little bit out of the spiral. And that, yeah, absolutely. It's not true. You, you want yeah. to hire the coach when you're in the spiral, right? You because that is how you get out of it. The coach is going to get you out of the spiral. Right. Yeah, just that, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And yeah, the coach lifeline. isn't meant to be there for you forever either. It's not yeah. like you're, you're not supposed to be dependent on this person for the rest of your life. It, it is really at that initial state where you're trying to figure out what systems need to be in place, what habits need to be in place. How do I make this work for me? And, um, one of the ways you do that is that accountability piece of the coach. So yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that from, you know, a a good ADHD coach um, is always going to come from a place of non-judgment. I'm not here to make people feel bad. I'm not here to make people feel like they have to go back to their past (laughs) and figure out why, what, what held them back before. In fact, I will tell people we don't need to know that. What we need to know is how are we going to move you forward and uh, keep looking forward, keep looking forward. It doesn't matter all of the things that you've tried before or didn't try It's a Mm -hmm. new day, it's a new situation, um, and it's a new story that you're putting together. And so, um, and, and we're not as tied to the outcome either, right? Because to me, a small step is just as big as a big step. Like to me, right, that right. is just Any as much to celebrate. Step. Yeah. So like, even if you, um, You know, I had a a client recently that just said, you know, one of the great things that she did this week is that instead of going on Google to look for her questions that she had, she actually wrote them down so that she she could go talk to her therapist about it. So instead of going down the rabbit hole of Google, she just wrote her question down and now she's going to go talk to her therapist about it. That was a win. That's huge. That's a huge win. That is a win. huge awakening for right. the, a, living with ADHD. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So that was, you know, those are the things that we're looking for. So yeah. that, you know, high level of, of accountability obviously is going to be with the coach. The second high level of accountability is going to be with group coaching. So um, that's definitely, it's a little bit of a different dynamic because it's not so one-on-one, but it can actually be a really good dynamic for some because you're not just on you're you're actually accountable for to to more people <laughs> than yeah, just right. one person um plus they understand you they get you again there's no judgment there's you know there's just a lot of support and um having that check in every week with your group can be that little motivation to get one or two things done because you want to be able to 
uh, talk about that at the group. And so that can definitely be a very high level of accountability if you, if you choose it to be so. So mid-level is going to be that friend or family member. And this is really where that kind of emotional piece comes into play. Because if you're a friend or a family member, you may be closer to the situation and, uh, it may not be as easy to step away from that. So you really have to be careful when you're choosing an accountability partner with somebody that you know. Um, I tried to have my sister be my accountability partner with exercise and it completely failed. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Like, we totally were like, we both sabotaged ourselves. Like, why, you don't how did go. that, why did that, why did it, where did it fall apart? Because we just didn't have the, we were both in the same situation. We both wanted to, you know, lose weight, get healthy. But if we didn't really feel like going, uh, and meeting and having that walk, then it was so easy to get out of. Well, yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. We'll do it next week. <laughs> you were you were exactly accountability partners. You were just accountable to the wrong objective. To the wrong stuff. Right. We go out to lunch expecting to eat go. like a nice salad. I no, Nikki, you have to focus on going out to lunch with me. I'm yeah. your accountability partner. Yeah. So, you know, we'd go to lunch. Okay, well, thinking, okay, we'll have a salad. And then I kind of want a cheeseburger. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> Like it didn't work. <laughs> so you you do have to be careful, right? Because uh, either they're going to let you get away with it or the flip side is that you're going to be really mad. Like I can't yeah. have my husband be my accountability partner with losing weight, right? Because oh, I'm right. going to get mad if he tells me not to eat the piece of candy. <laughs> like I'd be like, who are you to tell me How I can't have candy? you yeah. tell me? <laughs> So you got to be careful. I mean, that's the mid-level because it can work. I mean, I had a a friend who was a great accountability partner. She lived in Portland. Um, I lived here in the Eugene Springfield area. So we didn't see each other all the time, but we texted each other all the time. And we definitely checked in and talked about, you know, the choices we were making and the exercise we did that day. And that worked really well because we were separate enough that we didn't let ourselves, you know, we didn't let each other get away with stuff that we shouldn't get away with. Yeah. So um, you can find it. You just have to have the right one and balance. And um, again, I think the trust factor is really important. You need to be able to tell your partner everything. You have to be completely honest with them um, because they can't help you. If, if you're not being honest about what's mm-hmm. really going on. Um, and then you just set the boundaries at the beginning. Like, this is what I need from you. This is what would be really helpful is if you check in every day or check in every other day and, and just keep me on track and, you know, ask me these set of questions at the end of each week. You know, just really set the boundaries so it's really clear. I launched in with this, with the story of my, uh, daughter, that's really where it feels like, and it and it defines why I think I'm a terrible accountability partner because yeah. I'm also a parent. It's yeah. just lousy, but you know. And so for us, it's it's more like of a, a role model behavior. You know, how do you role model and not get up upset along the way? Uh, but all of the warnings that you you're talking about, right, and the things that you know families get into the judgmentalism and the mm-hmm. you know eating more cheeseburgers than you probably should, like all of those things, kind of um, fit in the in the context I'm talking about. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's still uh, there's still um, room there for you to help her um, and support her so that, that she does see how this affects other people. Exactly. And what can she do to, you know, be even just 
a couple minutes ahead of the game. Yeah. Now, the lowest level of accountability, and this doesn't mean that just because it's a low level means that it doesn't work or that you shouldn't try it. Uh, it just isn't going to be as strong as as having a coach or having a family member or a friend check in on you. And that would be like chat rooms, ADHD support groups, like the free support groups Chad has in, in bigger cities. Chad will have like a once a month um, support group. Um, those can be helpful because you can certainly – talk about what you're doing and and bring it up. It's just that it's not going to be as hands-on. It's not going to be as that it's not going to be that consistent check-in daily or weekly. Um so you're kind of like it's sort of like that thing of you're posting something on Facebook so that the public knows, the world knows, like your your community knows you're doing this. So that kind of puts you in this accountability stage. Mm-hmm. But yet not many people are probably going to check in and say, hey, did you really do that? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Because um, they don't. Once they hang, once they, they turn off the computer, they don't care. Right. right? It's yeah. hard to find that kind of relationship. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things that you can do that are low level accountability. Again, it's really going on um, sort of that motivation by your on your own. And mm-hmm. that's like tracking sheets journaling, those things can still keep you accountable. It's just, again, you're missing that piece of having that other person um, checking in on you. But I'll tell you, I mean, we've talked about tracking sheets before and they can really help. You know, if you're really trying to drink more water or you're trying to meditate every day, if you have a tracking sheet where you can check that box every single time you meditated, that can be motivation. You know, that's that just a little low level accountability might be just enough because you like those checks. You like those check marks. Yeah. You like how it makes you feel. So you keep going. Right, so right. those things can definitely work too. Um, yeah. So that's it's interesting. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, as I've talked about a lot, my accountability partner is the public uh, in uh, participation with this NaNoWriMo thing that right. we mentioned nice and they're writing the novel. And I've, I, boy, has ADHD been a blessing and, and a curse in the first, you know, as we record this six, seven days. Um, you know, I'm way ahead of the word count. I had a, a couple of little, uh, I'm going to say sort of blackout hyper-focus moments, <laughs> events <laughs> where I, I got way ahead of myself. But um, uh, there is this wonderful little tracking uh, tool that's on the website, and it's this little graph, and it shows you not only sort of as you update your word count, it shows you what you wrote for the day, and it shows you par, like what you should be writing if you want to end on the 30th. Uh, and achieve the goal. And so you can see where you are against par in this fancy little kind of graph. That is so helpful. The The thing that I think makes it work so well, and I think the thing that makes, makes you know, let's say my use of, for example, the daily um, log that we put together here, um, the thing that makes those things work for me is that I don't try to change my life around using them every single day. Right there. Right. Once, once I say, okay, I'm go- I'm going to be the guy who only uses this daily schedule, and that's the only thing I use. As soon as I do that, then it becomes not special, and the impact of it every day is not as strong. But on the days when I am really struggling, and I bring that thing out, it is a magic hammer. It right. it just clears the path 
for me. So using it for a couple of days, the the tracking tool for NaNoWriMo, for example, I only use that for a month and then it's over. The event is over and then it's special again next year. Like being able to kind of give yourself permission to say, okay, I'm going to measure myself in a new different way. I'm going to do a, a different kind of a checklist here as my accountability partner to achieve this goal and then see what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but don't beat yourself up when the tracking sheet doesn't work anymore, I guess. Right. Is what right. I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Well, but, just in closing, just a couple of, you know, remarks to kind of review so people get it. Um, I I definitely believe accountability works. I think it can make a huge difference. Um, if you're struggling with something right now, um, definitely look into your options, you know, cause it may be the missing piece that's going to kind of push you over, you know, not the edge necessarily, but push you to that next step <laughs> over, right? I'm visually right. seeing that. I think I'd rather you go up a step than over the edge. It can definitely, accountability can definitely be very helpful when you're when you're looking at new routines, habits, um, it's it, it can be helpful when you need to start off somewhat on a consistent basis, right? Um, but we've said, and, and this is what you were kind of even just talking about, Pete, consistency isn't necessarily the measure of your success. The, the tracking sheet isn't necessarily, you can change that. You can, you know, have different ways to to track your your success here. We want you to measure your results by, you know, when you do your routine, how do you feel? Is it working? And are you doing it more often than you were before? You know, those are the things that we're looking That's at huge. as measurement. Right. Yeah. right. Um and again, just when you do have a partner, be really clear of what you need them to do for you. Um And, you know, the other thing that I want to talk about, too, real quickly, is just now you have somebody to really celebrate your accomplishment with. And I mean, yes, we all want to acknowledge ourselves when we reach a goal, but it's never as fun when you're doing it by yourself. So once you get to to do something and you see that you followed through and you did it, I mean, what a great way to to be able to celebrate and and say thank you to that person for being such a big piece of that. Um, So that's what I want to say about that. If you are interested in learning more about my coaching services, I do encourage you to check out my website and check out the starter package um, that I have available. It includes 10 sessions within a 12-week period of time, which is a really great period of time to get going and uh, start some new habits and systems and, and get those routines in place and, and accountability for sure. So absolutely there you absolutely. go. Yes. Well done, Nikki. Thank you so much for uh, this structure. Give yourself a chance. Give yourself permission to, to try these things uh, and and report back. Let us know over on Facebook. Let us know how it's how it's going. Who's, who are your best accountability partners? Uh, thank you, everybody, for your time and attention this week. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>